Welcome to Fix It, the show where we take your favorite movies and turn them into the films they deserve to be. I'm your host, Brent Phillips, and with me we have Brandy Phillips. Hey there. Adam Lindsley. Hello. And special guest star, Michael Black. Hello. So uh, this time we're going to be talking about uh, Prometheus, a film from 2012 that's a prequel to the Alien series. And um, yeah, directed by Ridley Scott. And uh, written by him as well, I believe. Uh, quite a few writers. Damon Lindelof was on it. Probably to its detriment. Uh, definitely to its detriment. <laughs> <laughs> no question there. And I don't recognize the other guy. But, uh, yeah. So, how we're going to do this is we're going to just kind of go through the movie and talk about what we liked and what we didn't like. Um, so the movie starts off, I guess, millions of years ago, pre- I don't know if it was pre-intelligent life or pre-life in general. I don't think it was pre-life because he pointed out I think there was grass. grass on the hills and stuff. Um, and a cut grass, obviously. Yeah, <laughs> a gigantic white bodybuilder drank some fluid and killed himself. Uh, I actually kind of like this. I think it. I think it sets up the theme of. Uh, death giving the way to new life which is kind of the whole kind of the whole thing about the engineers so i actually i like this scene a lot and we originally saw this in the theater in 3d and it's one of the few movies where i think the 3d was done really well and like the way the the alien ship like goes through the clouds and stuff it's just a really cool shot with the huge waterfall and stuff we watched this movie two times in the theater and in 3d and wow. I enjoyed it so much. I think it must have been mostly the visuals because we rewatched it, and oh man, we yeah, it didn't it didn't hold up as oh, well in no. uh, good old TV. It makes no kind of sense. Wait, we'll get there. Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, even in, including that opening scene, I think doesn't really hold up on you know further examination. You know, once you kind of get into the science of it, it just becomes that kind of, a, to me, I mean, as, you know, and we'll go to there eventually, but, like, the engineer idea is so unnecessary to this universe. And that, I think, is, like, the biggest, no, like, right. that, for, for me, that was, like, the first red flag where I was like, what is this? <laughs> I, why are we watching this? what like i'm not intrigued by it like i can already tell exactly like where the machinations are and what they're what they're thinking of doing and it just i don't know it didn't it didn't do it for me well in ancient alien race seeding humanity is not like a new idea in science fiction like it's it's like whoa i never thought about that before it's like oh awesome forerunners love that like welcome to every video game and science fiction book ever right also, if you're going to, I guess he dosed himself with like super, um, body dissolve. Well, super body dissolve and like super dynamic DNA juice. Because oh. like, really, right? It's like something that kind of like it tears apart the his genetic material and, and introduces then, it into the water, and then I guess supposedly ancient animals eat it and evolve into people. Is that? What I sort of assumed it was. DNA in general, but you still wouldn't have grass. Right. Well, um interestingly, for, Maybe for right. this, I uh I, I was 
I was trying to read the uh, the original screenplay, and I, I got about maybe a third of the way through it, and I had read segments of it. Um, much more interesting than really? Really? the final product, I think. Hmm. Uh, but one of the things that's interesting is uh, that, that uh, in that location, you see primitive people sort of witness this uh, event. Oh, okay. okay. So I, I think it was it was a lot more explicit in the it original. created intelligent life. It was more of the um, space odyssey monolith than the sea right. of life in general. Okay. Yeah, and, the, and there's even this this whole thing where like the archaeologist characters, uh, the two main, the chicken, uh, what Numi Rapace and, or whatever her name is, uh, and the guy who looks like Tom Hardy. Yeah, uh, <laughs> the the low rent Tom Hardy. <laughs> Logan um, Marshall Green. Yeah, they that they had discovered sort of like this uh, uh, pattern of you know every eleven I think it was eleven hundred years. There's like a big, you know, leap forward in evolution, and so it's it's definitely much more on the head about like this is what was going on and what they were doing. I think that would have been much clearer because you know my very next note, you know, they find the cave drawings or whatever, and they're like, oh, it's the same symbol, and like. I mean, how cliched is a bunch of disparate um, civilizations all worshipping the same symbol or whatever, and they're like, oh, it's aliens. Right. Like, at least if you did that, you're like, okay, well, I get it. It's why they had a civilization at all. But it also, it, it just creates, like, a complete lack of of a question to it. It's like, so it's aliens. End of story. Let's move on. You know, like there's, the, <laughs> there's nothing that's mysterious about it. If if like your thesis right out of the gate is aliens were coming here and creating these advances in technology or these advances in um, evolution. Well, it, can, it can still be interesting because the question isn't did they do it? Because I still think that's pretty clearly implied that they did from the get go. It's not like we discover that later. What the question is why? I mean, that's why they always wanted to know is why did they create us? Right. So did the aliens come back? Theoretically, they came back several times. Okay. And did whatever they did. Okay. And supposedly around Jesus' time. Got it. What? Why makes you say that? Was one of the tablets Aramaic or something? I think that there there was something about, like, I I know I, I read a theory, like, at least around when it came out, that people were saying, oh, like, if you do the math, like, this was... This takes place in whatever, whatever year, and they're saying that this happened so X number of years ago, and that would be, that would make space Jesus. Okay. Which, I don't, Jesus to me, is it's just, albino? the Bible didn't mention his ribs. Yeah, text. yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> they left that detail out. But apparently they left out all the dinosaurs, too, so they left out a lot of things from the Bible. That seems like something that's sticking in your mind, but who knows? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and by the way, Jesus was super cut. <laughs> Jesus, Jesus stood nine feet tall. Oh, that's true. Yeah. He's gigantic. <laughs> so anyway, moving on. So yeah, yeah. I, I, I kind of hear real quick. I understand what you're saying, Michael. Um, especially since, from the the character's point of view, you know, they're they kind of believe that too, and they we don't realize until late in the film that either the aliens or at least this one alien 
has reversed course and now wants to kill the human race for right. whatever reason. And that's a more interesting point, but it doesn't, you know, it doesn't come until very late in the movie. Well, that's actually a huge plot hole, is that they found this planet because all the pictograms pointed at it. Right. Right. But yet it's like this weird military installation where they kept their right. it's know, not genocidal like their... weapons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they it's were not an important... back to Earth to kill everyone? It's like, if you're going to make a sneak attack and destroy Earth, maybe don't leave a map to your base? Yeah. Or l let alone, like, your, your military installation, which isn't really where anything is located other than, you know, where you store these weird experimental weapons, biological weapons. Why do they leave the map to this place at all? I mean, okay, let's say you are trying to create advanced races and you leave this map as kind of a benchmark for success is if they can reach us here then they win like right, which they're is good enough to join us already. in the future cool and maybe that's where they're going to go with it in prometheus 2 they'll explain that this was used to be a receiving center for new races to join the super engineer commonwealth or whatever not a very welcoming one no it's filled with like well but it used to be okay Whatever this happened, I mean, this is all happening on the time scale of tens of millennia. maybe millennia. Yeah, a long time. And like they even said that it, the all the engineers of that installation died like two thousand years ago. Okay. Whatever happened wasn't recent. Right. So I don't know, maybe that's what it used to do, but now they've changed their mind and they're like, "Well, let's just turn some aliens on them." Or maybe their goal is to create the perfect predator or race or something, and they feel like the aliens are it. And if we can Which beat them, then so be it. I think, to me, undermines like what I feel is one of my like like one of my favorite things about uh, the original Alien franchise is like the idea that a creature like the xenomorph evolved <clears throat> to you know have this sort of life cycle and this uh you know th like to be able to create things like eggs that can survive in harsh conditions and wait until a host comes by and and like that's its whole thing you know like that's a cool idea and that's way more harsh and scary i think than yeah it was just made by these big white bodybuilders and you know they they it, not not to mention like the weird overly complex system that is created in prometheus of like it's goo and then if you get a little bit in your water then <laughs> it comes out of your eyeball and then it doesn't just come out of your eyeball sex, it comes out of other parts it, too man and then it makes squid babies it just it yeah affects you everywhere like the yeah, the, the effects of the goo, etc. were so varied that it was really unclear what was going on. Like, the right. life cycle of the alien, the xenomorph, as you said, is really specific. It's like, it lays an egg in you, and it grows, and then it bursts out, and then it, like, eats stuff and gets bigger. And there was right. a snake that went down that guy's throat, and then there was yeah. the woman that... It, it, yeah. It just doesn't... It, it Like, it's not whether or not it makes sense, but, like, whether or not it's clear and concise and understandable and there's there's no logic to how it works in this movie and it, like that that drove me crazy yeah i wish they had just kept it to um 
the boyfriend guy, Charlie, I guess. Him well, getting dosed is... by David was actually a really cool storyline. Because... Yeah, and and one thing that's really cool in the um in the first draft or the draft that's available online before it got Lindeloft is um the scene where like they have sex, he actually like a he has a chest burster. <laughs> and it comes out of his chest while they're having sex. Which, <laughs> that's cooler than anything that happened in the movie. Yes. <laughs> Ouch. And certainly more scary. And yes. it just seems like such a, a weird shortcoming that they like kind of went with this like weird thing where you're like, well, wait, what? So he they had sex and she's instantly impregnated with the squid baby and Yeah. I just don't care. I think I would was be that... okay with the squid baby if that was the only thing. It's that everyone else reacted to the stuff so differently. Right. Like it like making you be bad, like taking control of your brain is just that's never been an effect of the aliens at all. Right. Oh, that's right, the guy that had one go down his throat. He, he came back as like a, he like crab walked. He was up like a weird ship. zombie. <laughs> yeah. And then which, Charlie which also felt like that quote felt like that was going to happen to him, and he got Charlie's to kill him. Okay. Or maybe he was just in a lot of pain. I don't know. There was something that was I remember when I saw that scene the first time, thinking that something was edited out. Oh, where was the crab guy just shows up? Yeah. Yeah, that was really odd. And then they, so they they just say his name, and you're like, "Who?" Yeah, <laughs> you're like, "Who's Who? left?" Oddly this? enough, that guy was the bad guy in the in the last Mission Impossible movie. The geologist. Uh, yeah the the like one with the mohawk. Oh, the I even saw that. I don't remember that. Huh. And he also played a. Uh, um. Uh, Ian Curtis and uh, uh, Twenty Four Hour Party People. <laughs> I might, I might miss that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's a he's a good actor. It's just it's a uh, like and, and the other guy too is really good too. He's a really funny, um, like, uh, comedic actor. He's in like Edgar Wright movies and stuff. Well, both um, of them, you know, my first, and they're, they're like the worst. Yeah, my first fix is to lift them right out of there. They're yeah. The worst. Yeah. They well, just they, every scene. At least not have around and touch everything. At least not have the guy that made the map get lost. <laughs> right. Like it, <laughs> it. It would have been something if if those two guys were yes were like grunts, like they were like the the characters in Alien, like they're right. They were infantry not... sent in there almost because they weren't good at what they did. One was right. a cartographer and one was a biologist. Geologist. geologist. Well, he was a geologist yeah. slash guy that. So the cartography robots around. Okay. Right. The biologist getting lost, like, whatever. Him touching a, quote, presenting snake. <laughs> right. What's wrong with you? Presenting. Like, Not to mention, it's uh, like hey, the air shit. is fine. Let's all breathe it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just because it has oxygen and nitrogen in the right levels doesn't mean there's not a contagion. Right. Especially when you go into... Okay, it's fine. Yeah. Um, Let's let's keep back going through uh, uh, through the events, and we'll we'll get to all this, and we'll skip over stuff we've already talked about. So, 
uh, we kind of skip forward to the actual ship. Um, Which the movie kind of does it's, itself. Yeah, it, it, I actually didn't mind that. I, I didn't want to see a whole bunch of preparation for leaving. Yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah. Um, and then, so I don't know if this is really something we need to fix, but it was weird that they put the specific distance away from Earth that they were. And the distance is like 30 light years. And they went there in two years. Was it two or was it four? Whatever it was, it was, it it was two years regardless. Wasn't 30. <laughs> it certainly wasn't 30 years. And okay, so there's there's two things about this. One, the whole Alien series never had faster than light travel before, have they? I thought they just went to sleep and went. Um, I don't know if they said one way or the other. Well, because if they, well, it's tricky because I guess. I mean, maybe they I mean, didn't she mention was frozen it. Frozen for a long time, and like her daughter. Uh, had like what outlived her and died in the second one. Well, but she had been asleep. But that was because for... she was frozen. For okay, so well long. that that brings me to my second point, which is why this needs to be fixed. I mean, it's being really nitpicky, but if you were traveling at fifteen C, which you need to do thirty light years in two mm-hmm. years, the time dilation would be insane. Like two years aren't passing. Two years are passing for you. Right. Like, uh, 60 are passing for everyone else. And then you come back. Like, everyone you knew is dead. And if there is faster than light travel in the original Alien series, then a much more time should have passed if she was asleep for 80 years. Right. Like, sh- that should have been a picture of her great-great-granddaughter. Not... Right. Unless she wasn't traveling at all. <laughs> yeah, she could have just... I guess she was just adrift. Maybe she didn't have a faster than light thing, but... Yeah. Either way, it was weird that they specifically put up a distance that brought up so many issues. It's just like, slower the number. Maybe they go really fast, it's not the speed of light. That's okay. Or just just don't show the number, and then <laughs> yeah, it's suddenly not brought into question, you know? Yes. Four years later. Yeah, just done. say, you know, they've been asleep a long time. Got it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then we uh, see David uh, going into everybody's dreams, and then, like, his he's watching movies playing basketball learning to learning to speak all ancient languages styling his hair which you know with what you explained with how the original screenplay went it makes a lot more sense that he was learning these languages i get the distinct sense that like the engineers came sacrificed themselves and created life like one time i mean i get right. i get that they were coming back but that like why would they have interacted with these people and like taught them language, right? So that was well. It was I mean, I guess like if the... you're if you're sort of shepherding a species along, you would you could you would be you know showing them how to write and but, stuff like that. But it's not a logical assumption that if these people created us and left, that we would have inherited language from them. There's a big step from getting supercharged oh, DNA yeah. to language. Yeah. So I really wish they had. All it would have taken is a line from the archaeologist saying, we think they came every so often and jumped humanity forward. Well, I mean, I guess, like, if they were seeing that um, that pictograph all over the world at different, you know, times of, of the civilization, that that is sort of what they're doing. Yeah. 
Yeah. It just, it was not a clear path to... No. That's why he's learning the language. I thought he was just learning the language. Because so he, like, like doing it? No, it's uh, for the old guy to communicate to... Right, but I didn't think it was a logical assumption oh, that, he that, even could. that that would be Got a way it. to speak to them. Um, I really like David the Android. Like, yeah, he was actually probably the best thing in the whole movie, I think. Yeah, I mean, that, Michael Fassbender's great, but I actually, yeah. I like the character as well. I liked the... Well, okay, it's a little bit weird that they talk about so when they watch the video with um, old man Wayland and he says something about, you know, David can never have a soul, you're like, oh, that, that sucks that they feel that way. But then everyone else says, oh, you don't feel things, which is false. Like, clearly he likes things and doesn't like other stuff. Like, he has a personality. I mean, you can say he doesn't have a soul because he's a robot, but don't say that he doesn't feel things. Like, that doesn't make him... They conflated the two things, like, feeling things makes you have a soul, which is not true. It's weird. I mean, I wonder if he was just being dismissive of him. Well, they said it like it was common knowledge. It was mostly Charlie was kind of racist against uh, David, which is... <laughs> racist, the term? <laughs> Ro- robicist. <laughs> robicist. But, like... And that's why it was interesting that he chose Charlie to give the thing to you. Like, ah, suck it, Charlie. Like, right. He was it seemed like that was a likable character anyway. Agreed. So, I mean, that's another <clears throat> thing, too, that I think is kind of strange is, you know, you know how, like, in, uh, in, in Star Wars, when Obi-Wan sees R2-D2, like, for the first time, and he's like, oh, he says, you know, he was owned by Obi-Wan Kenobi, and he's like, I, I never owned a droid, and he doesn't recognize him. And then the prequels are nothing but, like, <laughs> yes. them hanging out together and having all these adventures. Like, it's a, it's that same sort of thing where, like, it just doesn't feel like it's connected to Alien at all, where, like, yeah, the very idea that Ash was uh, a robot is crazy news to um, Ripley and everybody. But it didn't seem it was crazy news that androids existed. It was just news that he was one. Yeah, but there's like a, I mean, even her, yeah, I guess that's that's true. But I mean, even still, I think I think there's a little bit more of like, maybe not a shock of the existence of it, but like. It was certainly a, a shock to the, it was certainly a shock to the viewer. Yeah. And then it, and then it's weird that like this movie in 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 Prometheus, there there's such a different tone towards the the robot, and and like even in Aliens, like there there's kind of like when she's like, you know, shocked that Bishop is an alien or is a robot, and they're like, no no no, that's cool now. <laughs> um, they don't make faulty robots anymore. Yeah, when clearly David was there was no problem. He didn't accidentally try to force a magazine down anyone's throat or anything. Yeah, but, I mean, he's still not, <laughs> I don't know, trustworthy. But that doesn't mean he was faulty. That just means his boss, Wayland, is a little bit sketchy. Like, he did everything, all the sketchy stuff he did was on orders. Like, he went and talked to Wayland through his dreams or whatever before he gave right. the, the bad juice to Charlie. 
It's like, hey, see what happens. I get what you're saying about the it being weird that they have an android on board, but like he's the one of the best things about the movie. I mean, I love all the androids in the Alien movies. It's kind of a yeah, cornerstone, yeah, yeah. so it'd be weird not to have it. I think that more gets into the point that Alien didn't need a prequel. Yeah, yeah. I think bottom line, let alone three prequels, which is apparently <laughs> what we're getting. We're getting a... I heard we're getting Prometheus 2. We're getting a three? Uh, that was what they were originally saying, I think, was that, you know, this is part of a, of a trilogy, which, <clears throat> you know, is kind of goes back to like my original beef with this whole movie is the imagery and the ad campaign felt very much like they were going this is the alien prequel right and then you go in and they're like yeah that's not the same planet that's not you know like the alien you don't even see a xenomorph until like the very end and it's not even the same and it just seemed like they were going really, really out of their way to like capture that imagery, like the crash ship and all those things. But then you find out it's not even the same crash ship. It's not even the same, you know, bridge thing that they go on. Right. And I, I don't know. I felt hoodwinked when I saw it. I, I guess I don't know what I was expecting when I saw it, but you're right. It's not an alien prequel. It just happens before alien in the same universe. Yeah. And it's weird that like, I think <clears throat> they, they had, kind of tried to make an alien prequel and they said hey why don't we make this three movies and still keep some of those ideas that we had yeah and i don't know it just feels like half baked in that same way where they're like having this ship crash at the end just to skip ahead but you know it it, it it feels connected to it, but also, like, very, very disconnected from it. Yeah, I kept and... waiting for them to crash that ship on LB-246 or whatever. The one right. that, that's in Alien. And, like, and they the don't. Even... Yeah, they don't. It's... <laughs> Not related. Just a different engineer ship that crashed for no particular reason. Yeah. Because in sort of a similar really way. Because they're keeping their alien killers in check. Because clearly that's what happened with the original engineer ship. The original, the one in Alien. Well, we're led to believe by Prometheus. Well, whatever was carrying those eggs, the alien, I mean, it chest bursted out of the, out of the pilot. Yeah, yeah. So, it is weird to have the same events happen, but that aren't those events. It means that these guys are terrible at moving these things across space. Right. <laughs> They didn't learn their lesson, apparently, from Prometheus. No, clearly not. I mean, they lost a whole facility. Um, yeah, were, how many ships were there? There wasn't just one ship. I got the impression that each of those domes had a ship, ship. under it. So right, right. Five? I thought it was three, but oh, okay. a few at least. At least in that area of the planet. Oh, yeah. There, right, I mean, a it's a planet. gigantic planet. Yeah. So, um, yeah, then they, uh, they get all together and watch Old Man Wayland, which uh, I like Guy Pierce as an actor, but I hate fake old person makeup. It looks awful. It looks terrible. Yeah. No one has ever looked good in old person makeup. Well, and that was like an interesting choice because I felt like, you know, if you're going to do 
prequel stuff, like it would be kind of interesting to see a young Wayland. And they there was I don't did you guys see like the the fake TED talk? Yeah, I didn't. I remember that happening before the movies came out, and that actually had just regular Guy Pierce. Yeah. But it was weird that they only really used him for promotional material. It's like, why don't you just get an older actor to be him? Get, yes. like, Max von Sindow or something to be Wayland, and that's it. Done. You don't have to look Which would have been, or, or a young guy Pierce. Like, why? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he could have just not been old. I mean, yeah. I think that gets into the him not wanting to die stuff, which was yeah, part yeah, of the yeah. theme, but. Just get an old. But actor. have him play somebody else. <laughs> yeah, he would have been better in the he uh, been, in the uh, fake Tom Hardy role. Yeah, he could have been Charlie. Would have been great. You could have just given Guy Pierce cancer or something, and tried to have him. Yeah, I guess he didn't need to be old. Just any sort of thing ailment. he couldn't kill. Yeah, right? sick. Something beyond their science. Yeah. Also, uh, was there a good reason for him to be to keep it a secret that he was on board the ship? No. No. None. Or that uh, Charlize Theron was his daughter. Right. Well, it's supposed to be some big reveal, but it's like, who cares? Right. <laughs> okay, father. Father. <laughs> and you're like, oh my god. Yeah. It's Darth Vader. It was not, it was a weird reveal. I mean, you kind of... The favored son, but that doesn't have a soul, and then the daughter that is his, but is neglected, thing would have played a lot better if it had been clear from the beginning that she was the daughter. Yeah. Like, from the... He should have just said it in his weird holographic video. He talks about David being his kid, and then he could immediately say, and my real daughter, blah, blah, blah. It would not have been... And then, doesn't... When he does get, like, whatever, unfrozen... Doesn't he die pretty quick after? He gets yeah, unfrozen, then they immediately walk to the ship with the alien in hypersleep, and he wakes up and beats him to death with David's head. Yeah. That's right. Which was great. Was like <laughs> <laughs> if they're going to kill that guy, I like that he beat him to death with his favorite android. That's sweet. Yeah. Um... And then we meet Idris Elba's character, which I love that guy, but why does he have a southern accent? Oh, right. He's terrible yeah, he's at it. He's playing a concertina all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, poorly. Yeah. He's learning. <laughs> like, we live in the South. That's not what people sound like. I promise you. <sighs> yeah, he, he, uh, I mean, Idris Elba kind of it opens up this thing where I think there's just way too many, way too many A characters in the movie and B too yes. many just known actors in the movie. Yeah. Well, and then you also have the the consequence of having all the known actors plus the non known actors, which are obviously red shirts. <laughs> yeah. Right. Fall. Gee, I wonder who's going to die in this scene. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the Asian guy that I don't recognize. <laughs> to be fair, he died with Idris Elba. Yeah, but <laughs> you knew he was going out. Yeah. Though I guess nobody really lives uh, in this movie. Yeah, just uh, knew me. Yeah, and uh, the head of uh, David. And, you know, I guess this we have already addressed that the geologists and biologists are retarded, but, like, in that same meeting with the hollow thing is when he's like, 
I'm not here to make friends. He sounds like he's on a reality show or some shit. Yeah. And they're just so broadly drawn, too. Yes. He's like, I'm the grumpy geologist. And it's like, he says later, he's like, I'm only here because I like rocks. I really like rocks. And you could play up the thing and it's like, I'm an asshole. I don't want to do this. But the idea of examining the planet of the people that made us is super interesting. But they didn't tell him any of that. I guess they're just paying him and all. He, and he also didn't do that. <laughs> no, he didn't examine <laughs> like, there's no, you don't, any At rock. no point do you see him going, oh my God, look at this rock. I've never seen this before. Like, <laughs> no. <laughs> he, he releases the balls. Okay, okay. He did tell yeah. them that the dome was hollow. That was the extent of his geologist contribution. Right. So I don't, I don't know if I could uh, uh, account to his expertise. Yeah, that was definitely a computer aided there. Uh, um, I mean, I, I mean, they're part of the movie, but why are the archaeologists on this mission at all? Oh, I mean, he, I he guess it's they, archaeological. They well, he wanted a true believer, Believers. but get a believer that is useful to the mission. Yeah. Like later on, they have very specific knowledge about like biology and stuff, like. Uh, Numi Rappus has the medical knowledge to like bring that two thousand year old head back to life for a little bit. Ugh. Oh yeah, yeah. And you're like, let's try that, and you're like, why would an archaeologist know how to bring heads back? Is that something you do a lot in archaeology? Like that. I think in the future, that's up. like that's just common. You know, yeah. like they, it's like dissecting a frog. It's like find hey, a mummy, guys. Blow it we up. we yeah. found a head. Let's uh, let's, let's reanimate it. Let's reanimate it and make it blow up. Sweet. It's just Which what you do. I, you know, like. That has got to be one of the dumbest scenes okay. in the whole movie. If the head had just been cut off, but no, it was a right. fossilized 2,000-year-old head. And it was, okay, if, if the entire body had been in the armor or something, you could say the armor created some sort of seal so it hadn't decayed or whatever, no. but it had been severed. Right. There was no seal. That It should have just been a skeleton. Yeah, I that... That's at the top of my uh, cut list. Is the the alien head? Yeah, that's 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 a really dumb dumb scene. Well, it didn't do anything except explode. Well, I guess they tested it and found out that it's the same DNA as humans, which doesn't make any sense. Does yeah, it doesn't make any sense at all. But they could have had that scene without an exploding head. They're just taking a sample from a body. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. Um. So yeah, they're running around in these uh, tunnels, and like David just starts pressing buttons and like making holograms appear, and like he he seems like he's doing it with purpose, but like they aren't labeled, and like why would he know how to? It's not it's not like there was anything written on them, right? It's not like he could read the ancient language cobbled together and be like, oh, I think this means this. No, he's just like tap 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 tap. Let's see what happens. Well, and and I mean the fact that it even works is. Somewhat miraculous. Yeah, they had a pretty sweet itself. power source to sit there for two thousand years. Yeah, I mean, I I think like the cooler thing would have been if they got there and it was a little bit more of like a murder mystery and because like that scene when the hologram activates and you see the hologram run through and and uh, pounding on the door and stuff like that that I thought was pretty cool and it would have been kind of cool if they were like solving a like a crime basically well except for that that you already know the murderer you know it's sure. aliens it's gotta be but it, but if you're but i mean you know that no matter what so 
at least that that could have been at least a, a more interesting like discovery process. No, you're right. I, and then they could have just made an alien movie. <laughs> I I I would prefer to watch Alien over and over again than <laughs> watch this. So. Um. Um, but but I think you you could do that sort of mystery thing and not necessarily remake Alien because like once it becomes you know the the quote unquote horror movie it's like I don't know it's just it's just not as well done as as Alien did it. No, and this is certainly not a horror movie. I mean, there are some intense parts. I mean, once they start, but... you know, once the guy turns into the zombie and is leaping. 20 feet in the air and stuff like right but that's just that's just action it's not horror i mean i guess he's a zombie but like i compare it to you know alien is a horror movie aliens is a super intense action movie it's not horror right this is more aliens than alien and i I, yeah i guess i guess i would have i would have preferred it to be like a little bit more of its own thing and it just kind of straddles everything right all at once yeah I think it would have benefited from more horror. For sure. Because some of the best scenes, like her doing a self-cesarean and all this stuff, those are the fucking horror scary parts. Like, that's some seriously disturbing shit. And then she has to, like, slide under the fucking squid to get out of the The worst part is it pulls it out in the sack first. Oh, you're right, all over. Goes in her open wound. (laughs) Yeah, I... I, I agree with you, man. I think that is the best scene in the movie. It's certainly the one that you were just like, oh my god, are they really doing this? Holy shit. And then it just keeps yeah. growing. It just keeps grosser. happening. <laughs> I thought that was it's great. It's the most memorable. Yeah. Um, so after they originally find the room and like start touching everything, uh, they leave and because of the dust storm... Right, and again, this is one of those things that in 3D, the dust, them running from the dust storm, is one of the coolest things I've ever seen in a theater. Like they really knew, like those wide shots look really good in 3D. Yeah, and um, not that this yeah, will and, ever be and, in a 3D theater again, but that was definitely the way to see this movie. And I and I, I would definitely argue yes. that like overall, like it, the look of it is impeccable. It looks incredible. Yeah. Um, especially in 3D, but everything else just isn't that good. <laughs> um, after this, we get back and like, I guess Charlie's all disillusioned because they're all dead. And he and David have that conversation where uh, David asks him, why did you create androids? And he says, because we could. And he's like, imagine how you would feel if your creator said that to you. I really like that whole exchange. I yeah, really just, I, mean, I guess I, I guess just like, like everything with David. <laughs> yeah, that was that was like one of the better ideas in there because there is that that cool dichotomy of like David being a created being, and I guess to some extent humans being quote unquote created. But like, yeah, I would have liked more parallels drawn there, where you know they say you you know you don't have a soul because we created you. And it's like, didn't they create you? But also, why is it such a bummer Sorry. for that, for Charlie 
when he gets there, like he was, I guess he was like expecting them to like greet him with open arms. Like it seems weird that that his his attitude is so so bummed out when like it's still a fucking incredible discovery. He's also an archaeologist. Everything he always does <laughs> is dead and gone. Yeah, well, but I don't think it's I don't think it's actually that crazy to hope for them to be there with waiting arms because clearly they left this map for them to follow. And I do think it was meant to be like. I can but it's see not how like you they showed up and nothing was it. there. Huh? If they showed up and nothing was there, then then I then it would have made sense. But like, there's still stuff there. There's still evidence of this stuff. And like, well, and you can trace that evidence like a, to the rest of them or something. Like he was way too upset about the yeah. biggest thing that's ever happened to humanity. Exactly. Like I could, I could see him going. Oh, I was hoping they were going to be here, but still, this is pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, after this is the greatest scene in the movie is when the geologist and the biologist get lost. Um. <laughs> okay, so there's a couple things here. Idris Elba, who is the captain on the ship, is looking at a 3D representation mm-hmm. of where they are, and he says, "What's your position?" Yeah, it's like you're looking at the yeah. map. They're the ones that are lost. <laughs> um, you guided them out. Also, not to mention, like, ahead. why don't they have any sort of ability to look at the map themselves? Like all, <laughs> all the like, it just reeks of like a writer going, "I don't know what to do with these guys. <laughs> I don't know what to do with them. I got to keep them in this thing." Well, then they for should have been hours. killed much sooner by just something yeah. accidental, like the door. Like, they triggered something in that room and the door is closing and they get trapped in there or crushed into the door or something. Just kill them. Or they go, hey, the air is breathable, and then they take off their helmets and they die. (laughs) Which is what should have happened. God, this this scene is just laced with idiocy. Um, Then then Idris Elba and the geologist have this conversation about one of the... um, the hounds or whatever they call them, the detector things. The little balls? The little, yeah, cartography balls. Oh, okay. He's yeah. found... Which was pups. one of the, the coolest things in 3D, too. <laughs> yeah, he's found uh, life signs somewhere. And the geologist keeps asking about it, like, isn't it your system? Like, you're the one that told us about it, and you don't know what it's doing? It was... And then, like, the captain of the ship's explaining to you how your own stuff works? It was very weird. Like, I don't understand why that was there at all. And then they get really afraid and go back into the scary room that they originally left from. Like, why don't you just sleep in the hall? Right. And then they touch the snake that's clearly, like, flaring up at them. Like, okay, like... And why the snake was even a thing, I, I think, is, <laughs> like, really, I mean, we really about ground zero. It, it was... That whole line was completely unnecessary. You had the contagion with Charlie getting dosed by David. That's all you needed. Right. You didn't need the rest of this and the, you know, different effects of the goo on different things like the worms, which the worms have been here for 2,000 years. I'd be interested in those worms. Like, if I was a biologist, he should have been like, oh, crazy, there's worms in here. Right. Um, goo. Yeah. What's but then in this goo, why does it exist? Why has it been here for 2,000 years? Yes. And it's moving on its own. It's clearly some sort of, it's like alive. Right. No, instead I'm going to get lost. Uh, 
<laughs> so then uh, the rest of the team goes to find them, and Charlie's getting sick. And they come back, and uh, Charlie has um, Charlize Theron like flamethrower him. That is the the worst way to commit suicide I could think of. Oh, yeah. Like, don't they have guns? Shoot him in the head. Good lord, burning to death. I wasn't. You just said like, you keep that flamethrower to yourself. Have one of those guys with the guns come over and shoot me, please. That whole thing was really weird. I mean, I, you know, like it's crazy to me that like Ridley Scott, at no point was like, "This is what we're going with." <laughs> like, it's it's bad writing, you know. Like it's and it, if it wasn't Ridley Scott, it would be one thing, right? But like the fact that he he made he made Alien, and he's like. All right, yeah, okay, sure. Let's do that. Let's shoot these scenes. It just feels so like it, that's like the most upsetting thing about this whole thing to me is that, is that, you that can't he trust was really Scott anymore. <clears throat> I guess I don't know. I didn't see The Martian, so actually, The Martian's pretty good. It's it's ten thousand times better than the book. That's for sure. Um, it just seems I, like. I, I, Probably just huh? old. I mean, he's almost like 80 years old now. Yeah, so he he stopped giving a fuck a long time ago. <laughs> he should have played the uh, old guy. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. No, like, let Guy one. Pierce direct it. <laughs> oh, man. That um, would have been more interesting. That would have been really cool. So, um... After this was, you know, Numi gets pregnant. She does the cesarean stuff. One thing I noticed, she keeps injecting herself, like, every five minutes. What was she injecting herself with? Painkillers. Was it painkillers? I assumed it was painkillers. Okay. But then later on, she, like, takes painkillers out of a bottle. Oh, really? Well, these are... I guess that was when she woke up. Space needles. Also, this isn't really as... uh, a problem with Prometheus so much as a problem with all movies, but does anyone ever take medicine where you just, like, take a swig of pills? Like, who, <laughs> who doesn't count them out? That's true. There's no time. I mean, like, you know, like, one <laughs> pill does a little bit of, of help, and then a lot does more, so... <laughs> right? But then you'd still count out, like, eight instead of four. I don't know. Every time that happens in a movie, I'm like, why? Who does that? Okay, when... She's doing the alien cesarean, and you know how just the tiniest drop of goo can infect that guy. Wouldn't you think that a sack with an alien in it, jumping <laughs> yeah. back into, in the, her, into your open wound, her open wound would be just <laughs> teeming with bacteria or whatever to create? Yeah, super dynamic DNA stuff. Yes. What um, the answer? The squid. Is, yeah, yeah. Yes. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> absolutely, Brandy. At the very least, it would infect her. Yeah, As, like with a, would she'd get an infection? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes. there you go. She'd get very, she'd sick. get really bad staph maybe, infection. Maybe all yeah. those syringes were uh, antibiotics. Oh, there you go. That's you all go. Charlie needed. No, but the but but it was set for men, so. Nah. <laughs> right. Yeah, right, which, the, the which medical machine they can only was... work on men. Like, there's yeah, they, it only knows male biology. 
which is absurd. But also, why why does Charlize Theron have a male only? It's for her dad. It was for Waylon. Yeah. Oh. Okay. But it was still. Because they, they make a comment about how it's like so expensive or something. There was something. only like twelve in the world. Yeah. I guess eleven. There. And they're very expensive, and <laughs> they're only designed for one one gender. Gender. <laughs> <laughs> It was a gender. It was a completely unnecessary specification. Yeah. Like it can just be really expensive and you're like wonder like, you know, who is Charlie's that she can pull one of twelve things and you're like, oh, it wasn't her. Uh um, and then she can just order a cesarean. That's fine. Right. Instead of foreign <laughs> object abdomen and then it does a cesarean. Like Uh, regarding the squid creature, um, which David has orchestrated the creation of completely almost, uh, why does nobody, why does he stop caring about it after, <laughs> after it gives, after it's ejected from her body? Like he did, nobody talks about it. He never cared. He doesn't. Well, because they. Nothing to do with it. He'd found the engine, the sleeping engineer by that point. Like, I think they were trying to pursue all avenues, like of maybe this stuff had healing properties and he could give it to Wayland or something like that. But once he found the engineer, he figured he'd just ask him. It's, it's, it's the, I guess it's the pacing because it happens so quickly. Yeah. After, yes. like, he tells her she's pregnant. It, she, quote-unquote, gives birth. And well, and they he, try to freeze her and she, like, hits him and runs away. Right, and nobody chases her, which is odd. Well, because but... I think they were just trying to help her out. I think freezing her was probably the best option. I mean, I guess they might not have even known there was this super medical device in the other room. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it, the the movie makes progressively less sense. Yes. <laughs> and I mean, and it's it's like one of those movies too that just it starts to just reek of like, yeah, whatever, that's fine. You know, like, like nobody, there's, like, it doesn't feel like there's, like, a lot of effort and thought. Yeah, it gets looser and looser as you go. Yeah. Oh, man. I mean, especially, like, you know, once David gets his head ripped off and then um, uh, Numi just, like, puts his head in a bag and flies off into space, like, the adventures of her and the robot head, you know, like... she did take the body too. I I imagine he'll walk her through reattaching it. It seems like that's, that sh- that shouldn't be easy. No, but he's gonna walk her through it. But like, don't don't you think you would need pieces? Oh, don't tools? get me wrong. I hope that Prometheus Two is just her holding Michael <laughs> right. Fassbender's head by the hair, and they just walk around. <laughs> that's I hope that is the, the only movie, movie. I'll. That's the only sequel a lot <laughs> <laughs> but i don't think that's what's gonna happen it's convenient it's too convenient a little bit um so yeah he he the engineer just goes full psycho and starts killing everyone for not super clear no reasons because like okay let's Okay, he was, let's say, some sort of cult hellbent on destroying humans because they thought they were some sort of stain on the universe, whatever. They're coming to you in, like, good faith. Like, uh, take advantage of that. Don't just immediately beat them to death. 
Like, did they come in a ship? Maybe you can steal that ship. You know, like he just he just went full psycho. Or hey, maybe you're you're not so bad. You figured out <laughs> right? faster than light travel and came all this way. Let's well, at least have a conversation about it. Well, they sort of make the impression that what actually pisses him off is David asking him to save the old guy who refuses to die. Which sort of makes sense if their culture was based on sacrificing for the greater good. Which you can sort of get from the beginning. But it's... They don't do enough to support that as being why he's upset. Right. Because A, you don't have any idea what David said. I, it wouldn't have been hard to give us a subtitle of what David said. Like, you don't have to subtitle what the guy says, because maybe we aren't meant to know, but... The guy didn't say anything. That's true. He never said a yeah, word. Yeah, yeah. I guess Grimaces. they speak a little bit in one of their holograms, but... Whatever. It would not have been hard to just say, like... Just one exchange there could have made it really clear. It, would, it also would have been great if, like, he didn't really know the language that well and whatever it was he said was like a tremendous insult and that's what your mother whole... looks like your, an octopus yeah so <laughs> he thought he was saying something good but so um bodybuilder gets his ship and is going to fly away and indris elba and two unnamed accomplices are going to fly into it and at the very end they all yell, hands off! And they all take their hands off the wheel and like, fly into it. Why? What was that about? That was super weird. I don't even remember that. I I, I just watched it and I was just like, why <laughs> are you guys like, hands off! And everyone takes their hands off the wheels and they blow up. Like, it wasn't, a, maybe there was some deleted scene. Nobody tried to pull up at the last minute. Yeah, I didn't want anyone to just <laughs> right. get chicken. Hmm. Yeah, I didn't even notice that. Oh, strange. It was weird. There's a lot of stuff like that that feels like it's remnants of some earlier draft that had references to something else. Well, I'll I'm, I'll finish the uh, other version at some point, but I don't know. Like, I think like the the one one of the biggest things that I read was that I mean, speaking of other versions, that it was intended to be a much more direct prequel to Alien, and then they hired Lindelof to add a bunch of bullshit to it and turn it into a, a trilogy. That's interesting that he, I mean, you could have a trilogy that was still related to alien. Like his answer was to make it something else. Well, but, but, it, but, but also like off a draft of a script that was already right. You know, having, having that direct connection, it's like, well, you could rewrite the whole thing or just kind of add a bunch of, you know, change a few things here and there. And that's that's really what the whole movie feels like to me. There's like a lot of, you know, almost developed ideas and some kind of inklings of things that are cool and then some weird random thing that's like, well, what what does that mean? Yeah. Actually, if you could um do you have like a link to that script? We can put it up. Yeah, yeah, it's podcast. super easy to find like I think our uh, many, many listeners would like to hear that. Yeah. Read it. They can have it read to them. Yeah, it, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's super easy to find. Yeah, I'll just... Denial. Script reading time. Um, So after this is... I think the thing Prometheus is most known for is 
not running sideways when something is coming towards you. Uh, yeah. Oh, and you're about yeah. to be run over by a giant spaceship. And it's like, okay, they're like, like 50 yards away from the thing rolling towards them. I get it that immediately you're like, holy shit, run away, because you don't really know where it's going to go. But then it's like clearly rolling towards them. And Numi falls down, and Charlize keeps running. And then Numi rolls over like six times. Like, that's how yeah. far she was from the edge. Not far at all. She didn't just, like, make a calculated thing and just run sideways because she thought it was a better choice. Like, she could even have run at a diagonal and been fine. Right. And then Charlize just keeps running directly away from it, falls down, and gets squished. Which was a really... Her death had nothing to do with her character. Right. It wasn't, like, her protecting her dad. It wasn't her gloating over her dad and, like, sticking around too long and getting killed by the, the dude. Like, it had nothing to do with her arc at all. She didn't have an arc. I guess it's the point. She really didn't need to be I there. really wish she had been in the room when Waylon got beat to death and been like, found herself really angry about that because she's, he's still her dad. Right. Like, that would have been interesting. And her actually do some damage to the guy or something, you know. They were, Yeah, they were not prepared for an alien encounter in any way. I mean, I just think that you know, there there could have been so much more. Like, like you know, <clears throat> when you see Alien and they show up and there's like the, the alien, the not Xenomorph, but the, I guess what's, what we now know is an engineer on that table or the, the chair the thing. And, yeah, and his chest is exploded and all that stuff. And like, the fact that that's not, like the central thing of the movie <laughs> is so cool. And there's nothing like that in this movie. There's nothing that sort of hints at anything larger and it, it, it just makes everything feel smaller. Well, that kind of world building that's not your central thesis just isn't done a lot anymore. It's not, it's really not. Cause that's one of those things that like, they don't explain it. It's just like, yeah, there's aliens. We're not going to talk about him. That's not what this movie's about. It's about this alien. Yeah. I mean, even in Aliens, you know, you don't really know if this is their first alien contact or not from Alien. But in Aliens, they even talk about, like, one of the guys says, is this another bug hunt? Like, they kind of fight a lot of aliens, I guess. But they don't make a big deal about it. It's just part of the world. Yeah. But but I guess like the the fact that it would be like a spaceship of of another species is more like the the intriguing thing in Alien, and I guess this is sort of what this is supposed to be, you know, uh, connecting to. But I like but, that I like that concept that this that Alien and Aliens are just little stories that happen inside that universe, whereas Prometheus yeah. like. No, they have to encounter the people that created the entire human race, and they were going to destroy the entire Earth. And it's like, it's the sort of thing that I guess is supposed to raise the stakes, but it just doesn't. No. No, it, it would have been cooler if, and I think like they kind of almost went this way, is ultimately not connecting to Alien, and yet still sort of, you know, stealing some of the imagery, and... It just seems weird that they straddle that line so much that it ends up not being interesting either way. Like, if it had been a full-on alien prequel, at least that's a commitment to it. Right. 
if it had been something completely separate that sort of existed in that universe and had a few tangential connections, that would have been something. Instead, it's kind of neither of those things, and it doesn't do either one very well. So when I originally picked this movie for Fix It, like it was one of the reasons I wanted to do this podcast at all. It was one of those movies where I felt like there were a couple dumb things we could fix, like the geologist and the biologist and stuff. And every we watched it a couple days ago, I'm not sure I feel the same way that this is even fixable at all. No, <laughs> I don't think. We just spent an hour and 15 minutes, like, just... Just railing on out. it. Yeah. And not like, I mean, there's some nitpicky stuff, but like, most of it's like structural plot stuff. Like, why did the last half of the movie even happen kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, I think the fix is write an alien movie or don't. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Big one. <laughs> Usually um, we at least try. I just yeah, I mean, don't know I what think to do. There, I think there, I mean, there are a few big things that, that would vastly improve the movie. Um, I mean, I think, I think generally from what I've, you know, been hearing, what I feel is that the biggest problem with this movie is that it really has a lack of focus. Um, yeah. And it's yeah. just all over the map. Um, so it just, which I think is also stemming from the you know, is it a prequel or isn't it? Yeah. Um, so just you know, picking a theme and sticking with it rather than trying to do all these different things um, is is one one big thing that this that would have improved this movie. Um, yeah, I wish they'd stuck with the creator theme or the sacrifice theme or. Like the, I mean, I the mean, the parent the parent creator theme seemed to be like the most prevalent thing, and they just kind of leave it. Yeah, I mean, like, kind of like Bill it take, taking off on the Prometheus myth, you know, if they had right. kind of followed that track. Yeah, um, would have been interesting. More interesting which I kind of imagine that. must have been something that was earlier in the process considered. Mm-hmm. Well. I mean that that would lead us to believe that the engineers who came and helped humanity along were doing so without the approval of the rest of the engineers, like they were the splinter faction. Maybe, or maybe everyone was. This was just the military installation, and everyone but one guy died. Well, what I'm saying is, didn't Prometheus give humans fire, and the gods were pissed at him? I thought that was what the legend was. Yeah. Uh, That's what I'm saying. Like, if it was based on Prometheus in any way, it really should have been without their consent over the course of thousands of years. I mean, who knows how long engineers live. Right. It was a weird title. Maybe we'll find out in the next movie. (laughs) Yeah, that's just not okay. (laughs) I mean, we sort of talked about that with um, uh, The Last Star Wars a little bit, is that there are things that could be okay if they're addressed in the next movie, but that's just not fair. You need to address right. it in the... The movie needs to be able to stand alone. Yeah. Yeah, don't, don't like, constantly be saying, I have a secret, I have a secret, <laughs> and then go, you're not going to know for two years. Like, that's, that's <laughs> insane. When is that... Do we have any idea when the next movie is going to be out? Prometheus uh, 2. Prometheus? I don't think they've... 2017 is the current. Yeah, yeah. they're and they're apparently calling it Alien colon Jeez, something. It's going to be more like four years. Didn't I see that right after we started dating? Yeah, oh. It will it will have been a long time in between movies, but yeah. 
Ridley Scott's been doing yeah. a ton of stuff in between. Yeah, it's called Alien Covenant. Yeah. Really? Really? It's straight up an alien movie now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, it's yeah. They they aren't even calling it Prometheus. Huh. Weird. Well, maybe. Maybe they understand that it needed to be an alien movie or not, and they're just going to make it an alien movie. I want. Well, I mean, is it, it would have been is it kind still of have, interesting. Sorry, does it still have Numi in it? It does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and Fastbender. And Fastbender. It must. They were headed towards their homeworld or whatever. Uh, or they could crash on LV246 from Alien 1. <laughs> right, and basically do what they kind of meant to do with this movie. Well, but they would need an engineer in the cockpit for that. Right. Oh. Oh, I'm sure we'll get to watch of the all of the machinations happen <laughs> over the course of a movie. Which actually, like, I really hope that they they just go in if they're gonna do this prequel, and they are, <laughs> if they go in such a different direction than what they clearly kind of set out to do with this one, but didn't yeah. actually. Yeah, if you were gonna do it, this was the time to do it, but you didn't. So really, don't yeah. make it connect with it now. Yeah, and, and don't weird. trick us. Like, no, this time, <laughs> this time we're gonna do it. Yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to see a ship crash on LV two four six ever. Prometheus right. was just the uh, practice run, and now we're gonna do it for reals. <laughs> Prometheus right, right. colon for reals. <laughs> but yeah, I do. I do agree that this, pretty much as it is, is not salvageable. Well, it's not salvageable in the way that we've done previous fixits. Has been you know we come up with specific changes. This is. Like Adam said, it's a structural change. It needs to focus. Yeah, yeah there's just I mean, like, too many too yeah. many subplots going on. Kind of go like scene by scene and be like, oh, okay, we could tweak this and <laughs> no, this that. is like this scene, remove it. This scene, remove it. This scene, remove it. Like, yeah, that's kind of what char- we do here. Too many characters with everyone's got their own little thing going on, and it's just tears yeah. the film in too many different directions. Like Naomi yeah. Numi doesn't even feel like the protagonist until. No, you're right. I mean, if, like David feels like the main character for most of the first part, half of the film. I wish he was. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I think that's just the power of Fassbender. Yeah, he's just so good. Yeah, I wouldn't say no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Um, anything to add before we call it? Okay. No. Thanks no. for thanks for listening. We're sorry we didn't fix Prometheus for you, but we certainly showed everything that was wrong with it. Maybe next time we pick a movie, we should watch it first. And then, and then pick it? Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, because I don't think we would have. Wait, that's, we're, no, five, you know we're what? five for six. I, okay. I think this was a good pick because, for one, we saw it together. And That's you true. really liked it, and I said that was not good. <laughs> That's true. I, I remember you you said that like in the theater, and I was like, I don't know. It took me like what three years to not like Wait, it. Okay, did, did we see it with Michael first? Yeah, Michael first, Frank? and then we saw it with the other guy. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I, I I immediately said that was not good. <laughs> it's weird. I uh, 
like I remember liking this movie when I saw it in the theater, despite and and like kind of feeling guilty because I knew I right. I I didn't have as full grasp of everything that was wrong with it as I do now, but I I had a pretty good idea of all the things that were wrong with it, but it didn't bother me that much. Well, you can enjoy a movie that's crap. You can just have a great time, right? You know, enjoying the visuals, which I must have and, done. And twice. even like as you're taking it in that first time, you're kind of like it. it it's not until it all adds up together right. that you're like... And you weren't Ugh. looking for specific things to write down and talk about. Right. So when you're really looking hard, oh man, you just... I don't know. There... But it's funny, like, when we... When we were... When we re, when we re-watched Minority Report, like, I hadn't seen that in forever. God damn, that's a good movie. Like, it, it has it has some issues that I, I, I think we fixed, but, like... Overall, it's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. When we rewatched yeah. this, I was like, "Oh man, this is not as good as I remember." <laughs> it's, a, it's a chore. It's a chore to watch. We need a 3D TV. <laughs> oh yeah, man. Just turn off the volume. And one of those Men in Black mind eraser things. So you can <laughs> watch it for the first time. You're right. There yeah. You go. Oh man, I would use that all the time. That'd be sweet. Watch movies for the first time. Yeah. Oh yeah. Empire Strikes Back over and over. That'd be sweet. All right, well, that's it for this time, guys, and we'll be back next time. We don't have anything picked yet, no. but we'll let you know. You can follow us on uh, Twitter at FixItFM, and uh, you can find all these at FixIt.FM. And, uh, we'll see you next time. <laughs>